behind the shelter ran an overgrown hedge which obstructed the hole in the fence. Kneeling at the hedge was Stu Redman, their local copper. He was based at Minehead Police Station, but Patrick had called him at home that morning and Stu had come to Monkeyland on his own time. Patrick said, Anything? Stu looked up, surprised to see Patrick, or just surprised to be asked. He straightened, brushed himself off. Laconic. West Country. Squinting. Not much, mate. He pointed to a muddy footprint. One of them was wearing Doc Martens, if it helps. Patrick laughed sorely. Cheers. Stew's mockery, friendly enough, waned. He squinted at the drizzle-lashed playground, towed at a crushed Stella can. God knows why they'd come here in the first place. It seemed like such an effort for such little reward. To drive out here to this Jim Crack shelter just to drink cider and smoke cigarettes and maybe do some necking. I was in the desert once, Patrick said, in a coach. No toilet. The way it worked, when enough men needed to go, the driver stopped to let them off. There was nothing around for miles, just sand and road. And the men? <laughs> do you know what they did? Stu shook his head. They turned round, Patrick said, and pissed on the wheels. Stu scratched his nose, considering. I'll have a quiet word round the village. But you don't think it was kids? Uh, there's a few local bastards, a few tearaways. Tattooed Aries. But be honest, if any of them wanted to kill a monkey, they'd most probably have bought their dad's shotgun and blown its head off. Patrick looked at him, blinking. They're not that clever, said Stu. As a rule. A kid's round here. Right, said Patrick. He and Stu walked back, their heads bowed in the rain. They shook hands near the bachelor compound, and Stu went home. Patrick crossed to the infirmary. Jane was there, in the vet's office. She'd been present at the morning's necropsy. She wore faded jeans and shirt, old walking boots. Her hair was in a casual ponytail. She looked dressed for Africa. She always looked dressed for Africa, even in North Devon in February. She was slender, tall, suntanned. Years of squinting in the sunlight had left its mark at the corner of her eyes. Her hands were long and calloused with hard work. Jane could tie knots like a sailor. Patrick said, So? She lifted her cup of tea and sipped. She looked at him from under her brow, shrugged a shoulder. It meant, who knows? They didn't speak until Don Carraway emerged still dressed for surgery, all but the latex gloves. Behind him, Rue lay dissected on a stainless steel table, unzipped from throat to pubis, still wearing that lurid death grin. Patrick said it again. So? Carraway was tall, hunched, sandy hair combed over a freckled scalp. Years before, if Patrick had been told the truth, he'd spent his spare time and all his money hunting the Loch Ness Monster but there was nothing in Loch Ness except perhaps some unusually large eels. Carraway said, I'm thinking some kind of rat poison, warfarin, chlorofacinone, difacinone. Jane said, We treat for rats every day. Absolutely, we use warfarin, and rats, I expect you know this, they leak urine, dribble it wherever they go, scent trails and what have you. So I'm thinking perhaps rat urine is contaminating the food supply. Perhaps Rue has eaten contaminated food, and she's so old and weak, you know, a healthier chimp could take it. But it's not that. 
No, it's not that. Rat poison is slow-acting. She'd have shown symptoms, blood in the urine, nosebleeds, bleeding gums, but she was asymptomatic. So, um, what was it? Not sure, but the symptoms, the vomiting, the defecating, the violent seizures. Yes. It looks like the effects of a rodenticide called 1080, sodium fluoroacetate. They use it in New Zealand to control possums. It's got no odour, no taste, and it's phenomenally potent in small doses. A few meals will kill you in a couple of hours. If you're going to poison a chimp, that's the way to go. So, where does a kid get this stuff? I don't know if a kid does. Patrick scratched his hairline, irritated. Jane patted his shoulder, nodded for Carraway to continue. 1080 is a restricted substance, so first he's got to get hold of it. Then he's got to survive handling it, and it's dangerous.